0: I just can't stop now, no, trying to find a way out, hey feels like they won't, let me move, let me breathe, let me leave, just like a man, like a man. Yo, Polly what up? What yo, 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 what's up, man? Welcome to another episode of the Polly Rob podcast. I'm the counselor Polly Rob. I appreciate y'all tuning in and joining in with me once again. Make sure you subscribe to all the podcast platforms to listen to my show, my podcast. Uh subscribe to Spotify, if you got Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, uh Stitcher Radio. Uh, We are on YouTube. You can pull up YouTube, type in the Potty Rob Podcast, and you can actually see a visual of the podcast going while you're listening to it. Make sure you subscribe, leave me comments, leave me suggestions. You know I love the feedback, and I appreciate everybody tuning in. So make sure you subscribe and tell a friend to subscribe to the Potty Rob Podcast. it's been a crazy week It's been a crazy week First off I just got my voice back Like no Literally like about an hour ago I just got my voice back You know what I mean Um, Past week was my birthday You know what I mean I am a Capricorn Shout out to all the Capricorns out there Shout out to all the people who respect The Capricorn season And let us do our thing Shout out to them So um, I I tried my best to kind of not party as much as I usually do. Usually, you know, during Capricorn season, starting on the 21st, I literally party all 30 days during Capricorn season. That's what I usually do every year. I try to not do that because I'm focused. Not saying I wasn't focused before, but I'm just a little bit more focused now on certain things that I want to accomplish, um, you know, health, you know, focusing on, you know, just mind, body and soul all together. I'm trying to get that thing going the right way. Um, and you know, starting a new year doesn't hurt, you know, as well. Um, but they wasn't going to let me not party. They wasn't going to let me not throw an extravaganza. So we ended up doing a game night, uh, last weekend, and uh, it was my third annual uh, guys and girls game night. And it was a little twist. It was a podcast edition. So it was me. Um, it was uh, the Pure Ignorance show versus the cousins, the real cousins show. Um, you know, Pure Ignorance is me and my uh, boy Damo. Y'all can check that out uh, on YouTube or Instagram. Just type in uh, the Pure Ignorance show and you'll you'll see what that crazy uh, show is about and then The Real Cousins, they're a radio show, um, and it's two cousins and they're, you know, uh, some of the sexiest women alive, and they talk their shit and they do their thing. Um, so we had like a podcast edition battle. Where we was playing all type of games, and, you know, just like the guys and girls, whoever got the most points wins. So that was dope. Um, I got super faded, super drunk. Um, and I had a good time and I went to the hotel and I passed out. So my birthday was excellent. I got a lot of birthday love from everybody on social media. So I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. I got a lot of birthday love from my colleagues, from my family, birthday dinners. You know, we had a great time. You know what I'm saying? I say we, because, um, a Capricorn never celebrates by themselves, It's always with the people that they care about. So I always make sure I party with the people I care about and the people that I rock with. You know what I mean? So my birthday was dope. I lost my voice during the game night because we screamed into the top of our lungs. Listen, let me just say this. Game nights is equivalent to hood beefs. Game nights are equivalent to hood beefs. Like if you ever lived in the ghetto Or ever lived in an urban, you know, place or whatnot. And you know about gangs like Bloods and Crips and stuff like that. You know that it get real and it get serious. That's how I feel like game night is. Like, everybody be, like, dead serious about winning. So, it's real. You know what I'm saying? So, we had a good time. And, you know, that was dope. Um, Also, uh, you know, during, during this whole Capricorn season, you know, I've been indulging, uh, not good but I've been indulging in a lot of late night you know eating studio sessions or whatnot and I kind of found some new places that I can go and you know get some good food that's not the you know the Denny's that's not the IHOPs that's not the you know what I mean the regular old spots that you usually go to like late night you know what I mean I usually you know like hit a Jack in a Box or Del Taco or something like that. And I don't want to do that. So I've been going to, you know, uh, you know, different, you know, spots uh, across the city. You know what I mean? And what I'll do is I'll actually just start mentioning those uh, those spots on my Instagram and on my Facebook. So just make sure you go follow me. Uh, Yo, Polly Rob, what up? Y-O-P-O-L-Y-R-O-B-W-H-A-T-U-P. Make sure you go follow me and then I'll just, you know, show y'all all those different food spots that I've been hitting, um, getting a lot of suggestions from, you know, different people, um, talk, you know, talked about those late night food spots because, you know, I actually went to a ramen spot with one of my home girls and, uh, you know, we had a conversation, you know, just about, you know, hip hop and who's hot, who's not, who's, um, you know, making their, uh, their foot in the cement, you know what I mean, and we got on the concept of, you know, certain things that we feel like artists don't do these days, you know what I'm saying, or don't don't pay attention to these days, and I, I felt like it was a, it was a great conversation, um, and I want to carry it over into, uh, this episode, the topic of today, uh, I want to talk about, uh, you know, the lost art the three lost arts of hip-hop. The topic of today is the three lost arts of hip-hop. First off, um, you know, hip-hop has grown into a multi-billion dollar company. Um, And, you know, we've indulged hip-hop, you know, from the beginning, it was just the idea. It was just a rebellious idea to try to, you know, get some information out about what was going on in the neighborhood or, you know, trying to party and trying to have a good time. And it's evolved itself into uh, something across the world that could be heard that, you know, speaks so many different volumes from language to dialogue to emotion to groove to, uh, you know, influence, you know what I mean? It's, it, it it serves so many different, you know, purposes across our lives. Like I couldn't imagine myself being without, you know, hip hop. I couldn't imagine myself being without hip hop at the same time. Me being, uh, uh, a creative and me being one of those guys who have, you know, put their foot in the cement and being a part of history in hip hop. Um, I feel like it's necessary for someone like me to address uh, certain things that we we miss out on in hip hop um, that we don't do enough. That's a lost jewel or something that uh, just might need to be rejuvenated these days. You know what I mean? Um, we got so many different artists, so many different new styles. I would love to see these arts that I want to talk about be revisited with these new styles and with these new flavors, these new artists, uh, you know, new song structures, you know, things of that nature. Um, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this, you know, you know, per the conversation with my homegirl is because um the best part about hip-hop is when you don't know how it's gonna approach you know how the approach is gonna be when you don't know how you're gonna receive the information that you're getting you know what i mean and i feel like you know with all other genres of music um they touch on the certain things that uh, they feel like it's necessary to keep their culture going. Um, and I feel like sometimes hip hop, we stray away from the different, you know, things that we should do to kind of keep it refreshed, keep refreshing it. You know what I mean? So I want to talk about the three lost arts of hip hop, um, that we need to get back to. And for all the artists that's listening, you know what I mean? um, Man, listen to it, and even if you're an artist that uh, that's in a different genre, still you can incorporate these tactics a part of your music, and do something dope. Do something dope with it. Um, so let's let's get that started. Let's definitely get that started because I'm excited. Uh, number one, number one. Now this is a particular uh, concept for songs that I feel like is a, a Big Lost Jewel that people don't tune into. Um, number one, because there's not a lot of groups um, out there now. Um, groups as in, you know, duos and trios and, you know, more than one. There's not a lot. So this has become a lost art for the time being. Like, it can be rejuvenated, and I hope it is. But uh, number one, uh, Passing verses. Passing verses between artists. Let me explain. You know, the average 16 bars, there's one artist writing and displaying that 16 bars. One verse. You know, you have three verses on the song, and if it's three artists, it'll be one verse per artist. Cool. But when you're passing verses, that means that there's, uh, 16 bars of lyrics that need to be put together, and there will be like two or three artists, you know, displaying verses within each other. One would do two bars. Somebody will. Somebody will come with another two bars right after. Somebody will come with four bars after that. Then somebody will come with a four bar. Then somebody will come with a two bar. You know what I mean? And they just flipping and bouncing, you know, verses between each other. You're hearing different voice uh, tones. You're hearing different cadences. You're hearing different dialogue, and it's just it's just so flavorful. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of you know duos used to do that. Trios as well. Um, you know, uh, certain records you should tune into that reflect uh, this this style. And this concept of passive versus um, uh, uh, Jadakiss and Styles P. Jadakiss and Styles P, they had a record called uh, We Gonna Make It. You know what I mean? We Gonna Make It. We Gonna Make It. We Gonna Make It. And you hear Jadakiss come in, boom. He hit his four bars, and then all of a sudden, turn around, Styles P come in. He hit boom. He, he come in with his two bars and they just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know what I mean? Just doing a thing. So fire. So fire. Um, and just the energy of it. Like, imagine you watching that on stage, watching them pass verses between each other on stage. Like that's ultimate stage presence. That's ultimate flavor. You know what I mean? Everybody's tuned in to it. You know what I mean? He, you know, he's ending, Kiss is ending his verse and, and Styles uh, says the last lines of Jada's verse before he goes into his, his two lines or two bars. Like, it's so much that can go on um, during that whole time. You know what I mean? And I feel like that that's, you know, that's something that's a lost art. You know, another record, uh, 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 Red Man and Meth Man, Rockwaller. You know what I mean? Red Man and Meth Man, Rockwaller. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Microphone checker, even neck protector. You know what I mean? Meth come in, then boom. Red, uh, uh Red Man come in. Now their verses were a little bit longer because it was it was more like, you know, like like twelve bars or so between between them, but still. It was that energy because if you listen to it, you know, Redman is doing, you know, ad-libs and, 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 and doubling uh, Meph's verse while he's while, while Meph is spitting his verse and he's complimenting what's going on and vice versa. You know what I mean? Uh, another one, uh, uh, Raekwon and Ghostface, Criminology. You know what I mean? If you listen to Criminology off of the first album uh only built for cuban links you know what i'm saying they pass a verses between each other you know what i mean like like these are lost arts uh onyx uh onyx do it all the time onyx do it all the time you know what i'm saying uh one of my favorite records from onyx uh veronica veronica where they pass in verses and they telling a the story you know what i mean like the record is so infectious and the best part about it is you're able to show so much character between everybody because you have the ability to, you know, actually continue the thought process of the next rapper. That's the best part about Passive verses. You're able to continue the thought process of the rapper that you're rapping with. You know what I mean? So if you so if you start off at, you know, uh, I'm lyrically murking somebody and then you end it off with talking about somebody's sister, then somebody else could come in and be like, oh, boom. Talking about the sister, didn't make a reference regarding the relatives and, you know, the, the relatives in the family. And then they could come off and, you know, talk about the lifestyle that they live in, in the streets. And then, you know, the other rapper come back in and pick up where you left off. Crazy. Crazy. Ill. So much stuff that you can do when you, you know, pass a verses between artists and you know, there's there's so many other records that that I can name that are just jewels of artists just feeding off of each other, just bouncing off of each other. And, you know, there's no formula to it. It doesn't have to be like, doesn't have to be every two bars. It doesn't have to be every, you know, four bars. It can be like four, two, two, six, four, two, eight. Like, you, you don't know how it can come. You don't know how it can come. And, you know, the one thing that I love about it is... When you pair two artists together that have different styles, you know what I mean. Like uh, if you listen to uh, Big Brother on um, on on, on Redman's Muddy Waters, he's rapping with his brother K-Solo, and K-Solo with his deep voice, slow flow. Redman more animated you know, more upbeat, you know what I mean? Uh, Red Man's always saying some off-the-wall shit. K-Solo's so- saying something a little bit more definite, and they just going two bars every four bars, and they just getting off. The dynamic between those two is phenomenal. EPMD, you know what I'm saying? Eric Sermon, Pear Smith, same thing, the dynamic, you got a high-pitched voice of Eric Sermon. Then you got the deep voice of uh Paris Smith. And their dynamic, when they pass verses between each other, it's like, yo, this is crazy. You're getting so many different worlds and so many different flavors, you know, between the two. You know what I mean? And I want to see some new artists do that. I want to see some new artists do that. I want to see a, a a Chance the Rapper and a and a Kanye just pass verses between each other. I think that'd be fire. You know what I'm saying? I want to see uh 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 I want to see a I want to see a Schoolboy Q and uh and and Absol and matter of fact, I want to see Black Hippie. I want to see Black Hippie pass verses between each other. Kendrick Lamar, J-Rock, Absol, and Schoolboy Q. That'll be fire. Fire. I want to see them pass verses between each other and just flip and bounce some crazy styles. I would love to see that. Somebody need to send, send them an email or something and tell them to make that happen. You know what I'm saying? We need a Black Hippie album and at least one of them records... Gotta gotta have, you know, them passive verses between each other. Got, gotta do that, for sure. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely a lost art that I would love to see uh, happen a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like, that element is not just you being in the corner writing your lyrics. Like, you actually gotta, you gotta vibe and bond with that other artist to see what he on, how he's ending his verse and how you want to start chores. That's a real thing. That's when you know you in this artistry shit for real. That's when you know that you know your pen game is stepping up because you get to come right after somebody that just spit some heat for about four bars, and you get to hit them with another four bars that's even more fire. You know what I'm saying? And then they date it's competition. Now you're going back and forth all the while y'all making a hot record. All at the same time, y'all making a fire record. I want to see a lot more, uh, a lot more of that. Number two. Number two. um, I want to talk about. Storytelling. Number two, Lost Art and Hip Hop. Storytelling. Why are we not storytelling? We hip hop men and women. A lot of us are urban men and women. We got stories to tell. We got stories to tell. It's real. No, all the stories have not been told. That is a lie. All the stories have not been told. There's so many different stories that's out there that needs to be told. That needs to be displayed. The art of storytelling. Some of the best artists have done it. Let's just keep it real. Some of the best artists Have story told. Before. Slick Rick. Did the children's story. That was a story that he put together. That. Nobody told the story like that. Before he did it. It was classic. Slick Rick. Slick Rick a children's story. That's one of the classic storytelling. Records. Then you got. Uh Biggie, second album, ready to uh, uh, uh Life After Death. I got a story to tell. The man is talking about fucking with a girl that's married to a player on the Knicks. That's a that's a dope story to tell. He didn't just say I'm I'm telling a story about fucking a girl. He's saying like, yo, I'm fucking with her. Husband played for the Knicks. You know what I mean? You know, or the Utah Jazz or something like that. Whatever. Then he in the house, doing what he doing. Dude pull up. So when dude pull up, Now I got to rob him and I got to rob the girl. That's a story. That's a real story. Storytelling is so important to hip hop because it helps people see different perspectives of. How things might have been. How things might have gone. And. You know, don't get it confused. When you storytelling music, that doesn't mean that you it had it had had to actually happen. It doesn't mean it had to actually happen. It had to actually be a part of your life. No, the story is made so you can wake people up about certain situations. That's what a lot of storytelling does. It wakes people up to situations of what goes on. It's a beautiful thing. One of my favorite records, one of my favorite records of all time is a storytelling record and it comes from a West Coast legend. A West Coast legend. And if you're listening to me right now, I need you to stream, download this record because it's phenomenal. The storytelling is a 10 by far. Ice Cube Ghetto Vet. Ice Cube Ghetto Vet is one of the best storytelling records of all time. I don't care what nobody has to say. Ice Cube Ghetto Vet is one of the best storytelling records of all time. Let me explain. The man talked about. A guy in the hood. Who was so. Thuggish and doing his thing. But he got shot and now he's in the wheelchair. So the entire story is about the guy in the hood who's in a wheelchair because he put in work or somebody put in work on him. The whole story is about the life of a gangbanger in a wheelchair. Phenomenal. It's not even a movie out right now that talks about that story think about that story a guy who who's a gangster that got shot and got put in a wheelchair but your whole life you've been a gangster so that never leaves your psyche it never leaves your mind to stop being a gangster cuz you got shot and you're in a wheelchair you try to continue that lifestyle for the best of your ability. That's a story, and I I I pray somebody turns that into a movie. Matter of fact, what's wrong with Irv Gotti? Why is Irv Gotti not using Ghetto Vet for his uh his tales for his tale show? Wait a minute. Why is he not using Ghetto Vet for his tales series? I need to contact Irv Gotti. I gotta contact Irv Gotti and tell him to use Ice Cube Ghetto Vet for your for your story tales. So you can tell that story. Storytelling in hip hop is a big thing. It's a lost art. It's a jewel. Records like Nas, I gave you power. How you like me now? I go blah, I'm the stem moves crowds, making every ghetto foul. I might have took your first child, scarred your life, crippled your style. I gave you power. I made you buck wild. The man talking about a gun, man. The man is talking about a gun. About... Himself if he was a gun. What? The lost art of storytelling. The man is talking about him being a gun and how he's being perceived to the world. How he operates on behalf of somebody holding him and using him for crime. It's a whole story about how people pick him up, blast him, then drop him, go to the next owner. You know what I mean? Jamming. Come on, man. That's an ill story. Think about it. How would you feel if you was a gun and somebody used you constantly to take people off this earth? How would you feel? You know what I'm saying? That's a story. That's a story. We need more of that. We need a lot more of that. Yo, all these new rappers, all these new artists, why y'all not telling stories, yo? Especially if you come from a place that we don't quite know that well. Let me explain. You somebody in Wyoming? Let us know how it is out there. What's up? You in Kansas City? It's not a lot of Kansas City artists that 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 them broke through. Tech Nine did. It's not a lot of them though. No. What's up? Tell us a story about how Kansas City lifestyle would be. How would that be? You know what I'm saying? Let's be creative. Let's open our minds and let's do some storytelling. You know what I'm saying? It's a a lot of different situations that we go through in life. People need to hear that. It, It helps them identify with how can we fix this or how can we avoid these dangers? Because... We've heard stories through music of what done happen. You know what I'm saying? Very important. We need that. We need that. I, wanna, I want rappers, I want these artists to tell a lot more stories about what's going on. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it's going it's to open up so much creativity for you know just new music coming out especially for new artists that you know that it's hard to identify with it'll help it'll help the fans identify with you it'll help the fans identify with your brain process of how you think the stuff that be on your mind what you be on it'll help you know more storytelling Uh, the last one before I go, it's not a long podcast, still preserving my voice. Um, the last one I feel like is so, so important. Um, with all of the music coming out, all the music, you know, dropping at a fast pace, fast rate, you get like 30 albums every week. It's so much content coming out. I feel like this last thing is something that people need to be able to gradually identify with the brand that is you, the artist, or the character, or the style, or Whatever it is that you on, I feel like this last thing, when you add it to your music, it'll help people open up to whatever you want with your music. And number three is audio skits. We need more skits in between these songs, people. We need more skits. We need more interludes. We need more intros, outros. We need that. What skits did to music is it put somebody in the mind frame of what this next record is going to be about. That's what a skit does. It's audio dialogue that helps put you into the vibe of the project or the song. To put you in the mind frame of what we own. If your style was. If your style was doing. Um, a little bit of hip hop and country. If that was your style. And then you made a skit. With a little blend of, you know, somebody talking country somebody talking about they want to go to a rodeo or something like that or whatever and then you know somebody else come by and be like well I want to hear you know some of that rap and then the artist be like well I got something for both of y'all you know whatever it is i don't know it, whatever however creative you decide for your skit to be we need more skits there's been some legendary skits and there's there's different levels of you know skits that you can go through. And I'll go through a couple of them by example. Number one, uh, an example of a skit that you've uh made off of your creative brain. Um, the dog pound. Everything that had to do with the dog pound, a lot of the uh albums that was coming out at the time, you know, Snoop Dogg, uh the The Dog uh, Pound, um, you know, a lot of those different projects, Corrupt, Daz, you know what I mean? That was coming out, I was dropping. They always made sure they put, they radio station, uh, W Balls. W Balls was they made up radio station that they made skits off of and it helped put the perspective of you know, different crazy people or different people requesting their records. And it was real. It was really going on at the time. It's all type of walks of life would request their records. W Balls was something that they did all the way through. And it was popular. It was popular. You know what I mean? And that's a skit that that's reoccurring that can carry that can do a lot of, a lot of dope things for your music and what you got going. Uh, there's also, you know, skits that you grab from movies or TV shows, uh, like Jay-Z, Jay-Z in his intros, he would do, um, different excerpts from the car, uh, Carlitos way. Uh, and that was fire Carlito's way was fire and he actually got somebody from his team that knew how to speak like an Italian and he would do all the skits he would restructure the excerpts um, and restructure the dialogue so it fit what Jay-Z was on and everybody loved it so when you heard the okay All that type of stuff When you heard all of that That was all mafia stuff That was Al Pacino And all that different type of stuff Carlito's Way Scarface You know All those different type of You know Movies And It put people in the mind frame of Oh Jay-Z's coming for Whatever he's coming for Or he's a boss Or You know He's controlling his destiny That was the message that he was sending With these interludes and intros and skits and then when the when the song came out as soon as the song dropped you loved every bit of it because you knew what mind frame he was in when he was making these records because the skits told you what it was um you know Wu-Tang you know what that is kung fu flicks they taking all different type of samples and you know uh Excerpts from kung fu flicks and putting it into their music, and it puts you in the mind frame because this is the this is the dope part about what Wu Tang did is Wu Tang they would find the jewels that the kung fu flicks would you know would uh, display because of course you got the action, but then it's so it's only so much they can put as far as like the sound effects of the action. So they would take the excerpts of the learning experiences in the Kung Fu flicks, the, the love triangles, the um, the messages that, you know, the, the, the senseis or the lords or whoever would say, you know, to people. They would take those things and they would make a song relative to what that skit was about And then they would talk about their life as it would be in their hood. And they made that connection. And now you see all over the world, they're legendary because whether it's Shaolin or Wu-Tang or it's the hood. They made it all one. And those skits like like, think about think about a Wu-Tang album that didn't have no Kung Fu flick skits. Y'all wouldn't know how to place this music and apply it to your lives. Y'all wouldn't know how to do that. Those skits is what help you put yourself in the mind frame of what they on to make everything resonate. Uh Griselda, Griselda Records. Westside Gunn, Conway, Benny, you know, they use wrestling. They're very good at taking wrestling excerpts and applying it to their lifestyle of who they are with art and music and the streets and you know what I mean? They're excellent at that. But those skits are everything. When you start listening to what they're on, their skits is everything. And then they got which I think is, she's one of the dopest poets I've ever heard. And she got her own thing that she do with her poetry and they make intros and outros and skits with her voice on songs. Uh, Keisha Plum. Keisha Plum, she comes in and she spits her poetry, poetry that is soothing in tone, but deadly in dialogue. Like the shit that she's saying is wicked. It's crazy. And it's dope. But it sets the tone for the music that you're about to hear. And there ain't no Gazelle the Project without Keisha Plum. Hands down. And that's what I mean by these skits are important. They need to be they need to be there. They have to be there. Like, you know, I i, I see people drop EPs and stuff like that. And this cool four songs, five songs, up to like seven songs. And it's just records, it's just music. And it's like, you don't know how, you don't know what to feel. You don't know what to feel. And then they got whatever title that they want to put. You don't know what to feel. It's not until you watch the video, you're like, okay. Alright, I see what you want. Alright, let me go back and listen to this project and see what's up. But when you got an artist and you got a project that has, you know, intro, outro, skits in the middle, you know what I mean? Uh it help it helps you, you know, appreciate what the artist is trying to do. Buster rhymes. You know, he had a whole uh whole thing where you know, when it was that uh Y2K coming through, you know, he was like, There's only four years left on the coming, and there's only three years left on when disaster strikes, and there's only two years left on uh the next album, and you know what I mean? Like, that was his thing. Extinction a level event. There's only one year left. Like, you know what I mean? That was his whole thing. And and he made bread off that, and people tuned into what was going on with that. You know what I mean? That's when the whole y- Y2K was going around and we don't know what's going to happen to the world. You know what I mean? He wrote that. He wrote that and made that happen. Man, artists, you know, creatives, these skits are very, very essential in people understanding who you are as an artist. You want them to understand who you are as an artist. Man, start giving them some skits that they can enjoy. Take the time. Go in the studio. Use some of your friends to, you know, use different voices. You know what I mean? Talk about different situations. All of that type of stuff is meaningful. Go online. Go on uh, YouTube and get some sound effects to use for, for these skits. Do all of that. Get you a good engineer to help you put these skits together and make it make sense. Make it count. You know what I'm saying? Because when they when they indulge in that skit, it makes it all worthwhile for the song that's going to come right after it. It makes it all worthwhile. Uh, you know, it's definitely a lost art that we need to do a lot more. I'm not saying that nobody's doing it at all some people are doing it but it just need to be done a lot more for sure you know what i'm saying uh you know just in conclusion you know passing verses you know storytelling and skits i feel like those are three lost uh arts of hip-hop that need to be revisited heavy like if if man if y'all gonna jump on some trends jump on doing them things again jump on passing verses again jump on storytelling again and jump, jump on skits again. I would love you for that. I would love y'all for that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, the young generation, while uh, a lot of different people try to shit on them, uh, let me be the one to say like, you guys are our future. You know what I'm saying? Whether people like it or not, you guys are our future of music. Uh, And, We want to continue to rock with you. We want to continue to do great shit with y'all. And whatever little game that we can provide, you know, for y'all, you know, here it is. Take it and run with it. You know what I'm saying? Take it and run with it. And hopefully you can reciprocate that for the generation after you. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that's what's going to keep hip-hop going uh, for the test of time. You know, and like I said, for any artist that's listening man, uh, try to create new things, do new things. You know what I mean? Even if there's lost arts on this list that uh, that's not on this list, uh, send me a DM and let's talk about it. Like, you know what I mean? Let's add to this list of lost arts and let's keep implementing new creative shit and let's bring back some of the stuff uh, that kept our hearts warm uh, when we listen to music and when we listen to hip hop you know what I mean and we going to keep this thing rocking. I appreciate y'all listening, I appreciate y'all tuning in. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you subscribe on all the podcast platforms, uh Spotify, uh Apple Music, uh SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, iHeart. It's on YouTube. Uh make sure you leave me comments, make sure you DM me, you know what I'm saying? And I like to talk to my fans. I like to talk to the people and I appreciate y'all tuning in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going to try to preserve my voice because I got a lot more podcasts that I'm going to start dropping because it's that season. This is season two, and I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of things to talk about, and I got a lot of guests to bring on the show as well. I haven't brought a lot of guests on uh, uh, in a while, uh, but I'm going to get right to that, and uh, I hope you all enjoy. It, you know what I mean? It's the Council Potty Rob. Peace.